0: These are the tales, the freaky tales. These are
1: the tales that I tell so well you don't like my dirty raps, you can go to hell the short dogs on the mic telling cocktails. Never any glory in college football? Edition week two. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. This is a much more sober Nick Schill here joined as always with uh, Sean Z, Farkey and Memphis Matt We are recording the same way we tried to record the uh, shitty season preview pod uh, So I dropped $200 on Amazon. Uh, hopefully my volume doesn't drop three five minutes in like last time uh, Guys, I had a great Saturday and then I gave most of it away on Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Not sure about you guys uh, pod bets. We did all right one a little bit Sean, you were the big winner at 9-5, um, but I know as a fan you had a pretty uh, pretty crappy Saturday.
2: Utterly, utterly miserable. I'll say this. I, for my success in picking, I uh, got absolutely slaughtered um, in, uh, in actual gambling. So, um, took it in the in the gut for a few shots this weekend with some things. But um, week two, rebound. Farkey,
1: how'd your Saturday go?
0: Saturday was solid Went 50% on the, on the pod bets A uh, little upset that, uh, that we couldn't get in that LSU game But Miami, Miami was the pick apparently The blocker Team sucks, so is FSU
2: Yeah, the FSU will uh, I, I don't really have much to say There were some hidden stats, well, actually some pretty clear stats with that. Um, But the fact of the matter is is they outgained, but you can't win the turnover battle when it's 5-0. There's a bunch of fumbles they didn't record. And, I mean, just to put it bluntly, uh, did not enjoy some of the play calling, and the special teams had a net difference of 375 yards, which is an obscene, Statistic when you really look back at it. So, um, maybe one of the more noticeable special teams, massive differences ever. And we lost to the lunch pail, which just makes it all the worse.
0: Here's a fair question Week one letdown, or do you have cause for concern?
2: Uh, so, I rewatched it because <laughs> um, I'm into pain. Actually, I felt better after rewatching it. I'll say that. That it's they just have personnel issues. The offensive line was without three starters and another role player that probably would have been their first guy off the bench and Bavion Johnson. And then defensively, they're just short, understaffed or undermanned at linebacker. There's nothing they can do about that until recruiting and, and you know, another offseason. But um, there were some bright spots, I'll at least say that. And they, they just miss throws. Gavin drops a touchdown a couple, you know, dumb plays and, and they don't review what looked to be a touchdown with Murray and then they end up with the field goal, another missed field goal at another point in time and then Akers doesn't finish that long run. You know, that, not to say they're going to win the game, but it was a much closer game than the score indicates.
0: I was confused on that. Sheldon, didn't you send a message out about that review too? I mean, were the refs obligated to review that and they just missed it or was that on FSU?
1: Um... Th- that should have been reviewed, but I
0: – What, what okay. team, Taggart, Taggart was reviewed. told that
2: they reviewed it up there and they felt his shin was down. I disagree, but that's what Taggart was told. So they didn't really – FSU didn't have a say in it.
0: Okay. But, I was confused on that
1: too. Well, my thing was if, if you're going to um, – if you know for sure they didn't score there, I, I would never use my one challenge in college football on the – Half-yard line. I'm gonna Especially okay, when you're
2: trying to go tempo anyways. And their defense, right. for the one time they didn't fake an injury, um, you actually have a chance if you snap the ball, you're probably getting an easy touchdown. But you get a stupid false start penalty.
1: As much as I was looking forward to you turning on Taggart in the, like, the middle of the second quarter, I, I believe half their plays were for uh, negative yards or zero yards. Um, how do you feel about the play calling? Are you not freaking out after one week?
2: No, I, in actuality, I mean, the blocking was so bad one-to-one. and every play, it was one other guy messing up. Um, it's interesting because Virginia Tech called the same plays in the, on the first drive and blocked the hell out of them and got a touchdown. And FSU had some of that stuff when you looked at replays and some were kind of the wider shots. They just didn't finish, and I, I think you know I'm a, obviously I'm watching the game. I'm reacting negatively, but I, I think Taggart was actually shocked at how bad and poorly so many guys played.
1: I think my my one takeaway from week one, and we we could probably discuss this on later pods. I think the scheduling is just going to get worse and worse for these, you know, week one through week three games until you really get into conference play. Because, you know, I looked at the Miami LSU game, ugly. Notre Dame Michigan wasn't the prettiest game e- either. And with a fourteen playoff, I, I just don't see a lot of value in, um, you know, pl- playing week one here. You know, pl- playing a, bi- I'd rather play three cupcakes like Washington has, like kind of Ohio State has this year, and I. I, I I don't see a reason, especially how ugly these, in almost coin flip games, these are week one with uh, really no preseason like the NFL.
0: Yeah, the only thing I'll say to that is that, you know, the Buckeyes have squeaked in that playoff one or two years by overcoming that early loss. That's the only, I think, argument people make for it. Well, if you lose early, you can still get in. But okay, I mean, does it really do anything for you? I mean, if you go if you undefeated, instead of having that week one loss, it's not going to make a difference. So Iowa State goes 12-0 or 11-1, and that one loss is early. They're still getting in at 12-0 against a shitty team. So, like you said, what's it really serve?
1: I mean, does Ohio State get in last year with one win with their only loss being to Iowa if they don't play Oklahoma?
2: Probably not. They got blown out.
0: I don't know. Maybe. But I, I, was agree, I was agreeing with you. I said there was no reason to play that game if you can go 12-0. and That's my point.
1: I got you. I got you. All right. Hey, um, any, anything else on week one, guys? Memphis, Matt, you got anything?
3: Yeah, I just got hammered all weekend just trying to you know, trying to bounce back from it. Oh man, a, he's gotten out this pod. I mean just an absolute bender on Saturday night. I mean, it was ugly. Bodies everywhere. Sunday was actually probably even worse. We had a pod listener in town, came in for the Oregon State game, saw him on Sunday, you know, didn't have to work Monday and was drinking wine until two thirty in the morning. So um
2: it was just a rough weekend, man. Classy. Yeah,
0: I'm proud of you because you said that, you know, typically you don't do that anymore. You know, the days, Jay, the m- days of me being up drinking
2: until 2.30 are long gone. Well, you know, the reason
0: I let it go. Meanwhile, was he
2: just did it the week before at the at the draft at my house.
0: Yeah, yeah you're drunk.
2: Well,
3: you know, last, uh, last weekend it was my neighbor, so I literally just walked through the backyard home. So, you know, that made it kind of easy. But, yeah, Sean Z's right. We got a little hammered at the fantasy football draft. Ate some pizza. I've got a good Twice. video of the of the Monday Night Man.
2: Uh, you know, just scarfing wings. It's, it was a good weekend. We yeah that, that that actually we had pizza at two different points in the evening. So yes, um, correct. That, that that kind of shows you the level of intoxication. I mean, the Aristotle was even in the house. He was the big
0: Aristotle. Yeah, uh, sound like the Ninja Turtles pizza
2: <laughs> shredder.
1: All right, guys, Our um, let's get into our pod bets real quick. Let's recap those. We went 4-3. Uh, we won .6 units. Um, man, our losses were really ugly. Florida State, Penn State, Texas, um, two of them lost outright pretty big. Oh, I, Maryland, or Texas didn't lose uh, very big to Maryland, but still that was a pretty big upset. Penn State squeaked by App State. Um, our wins, Ohio State, Ole Miss, and then we had Bama minus 23.5 and the team total over, which was uh, – pretty easy win so it's nice to get out of week one now we have some reference points so um before we get into the week two games uh sean you went nine and five farky and i went seven and seven memphis matt six and eight we still need to figure out what our winner bet is so i think we should do this now before we get too far into it do we get any suggestions on the uh, twitter handle there
2: uh well we had a bank of america fan i think he would have elected the winner to drink poison uh particularly if it was me because of my Ridicule towards Bank of America But we'll keep up on that theme anytime They're sponsoring something That's a crummy crummy bank um, No we didn't get anything uh, Nader did you get anything from uh, Your, your pod, pod listener hang No any suggestions? I,
3: No I was uh, I, I was trying to rack my brain around What we should do You know, Obviously it's a little tough doing the steak dinner Since we're all living in different parts of the country But um, no I didn't hear any references This weekend on what we should do you got anything, Farky?
0: No. I'm I have to think about it some more. You know, it's disappointing. What a bunch of lazy listeners can't follow simple directions to give us some, some advice on what we need to do here. So I'm putting it on them.
3: You would think out of the thousands of listeners that tune in weekly, they can come up with something good.
2: That's, that's right. Where's all these, like, uh, what's the Serbs? Uh, who, who else? Who are these other cats? I mean, Christ. Yugoslavia. Yeah. Where are these idiots at? Phone in.
1: All right. I'm I'm, I'm going to tweet out a couple suggestions. I'll make a poll. Um, fo- make sure to follow us at negpodcfb. Um, We'll figure it out in between this week. So um, we'll know the bet before we do this pod next week. So let's get into the picks, guys. Um, first game we're going to cover, Duke at Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern are three-point favorites here. Um. I had Northwestern, and I had the over as well. Those both hit um, for me. My one thing with this, uh, I, I feel like it was a very misleading game, and I do like Purdue, uh, especially after seeing this. They were out gained, and they were plus three in turnovers. Northwestern's quarterback may be on a pitch count here as he only played probably two-thirds of the game. I, I, I'm not sure if they're going to do this again, if that was a week one thing. Um, just because of that, I, I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take Duke. Varky?
0: Yeah, I'm going Northwestern here. Uh, I just don't see any reason to trust Duke coming off of that Army game. It's only three points, and they're playing at Northwestern. So give, give me them an out-of-conference win by a touchdown.
1: Dumb Smack. Yeah,
3: to your point, Jill, I think uh, Fitzgerald's taking it easy with Thorson a little bit, and I would be surprised if he's not on a pitch count again this weekend. So you're going to have two quarterbacks playing for Northwestern. And I've talked about on the pod last year about how Cutcliffe is the king of the sneaky cover, backdoor cover, at the end of the game. But I like Northwestern here. I like Fitzgerald. Um, Northwestern's getting Duke at home. Um, I think Northwestern's going to end up being a surprise team this year. It wouldn't surprise me if they maybe get nine wins. Um, so go ahead and give me Northwestern minus three.
2: Yeah, under normal circumstances, I'd be concerned with the quarterback thing. But actually the the backup in his name is is slipping me. He's actually pretty pretty solid. Um I like the fact how Northwestern went on the road and beat, you know, a decent enough Purdue team, certainly one that was pumped for for Jeff Brom uh, in another year there. So I, I'm going to go the same way. This is a tricky game, but, but I'm going to go with Northwestern here. Could easily see a, a Duke win outright, um, so you're better off just angling for a money line if you're going to take them rather than the points. But uh, I'm going to take Northwestern, and I, I like them by seven.
1: Next game, um, Ohio State hung, I believe, 77 on Oregon State. They are laying 35-and-a-half at home against Rutgers. Farke, can you like here?
0: Man, give me the Buckeyes. I'm, I'm turning on what I did last week. There's no way. Oregon State, they stunk, but uh, Rutgers isn't, I don't think, a whole lot better. Ohio State scores at will here. Uh, you got, well, Sean specifically gave me a little bit of shit about Judging the the backups and the secondary and the rotations, but they did have some issues back there last so week. Just want to make note of that. But they're going to score well all season, hopefully, and I see them covering this. Give me the Buckeyes. I'm not going to lose a, a win here on our pod picks again this week to that.
1: Members,
3: Matt? Yeah, I'm with Farkey. I was very impressed with how accurate Haskins was all game. McLaurin looked great. Paris Campbell had a nice game. And then the – Resurgence of Mike Weber Jr. coming out and just um, running all over the place as opposed to Dobbins uh, really impressed me. That just the high octane offense was awesome to watch. A lot of fun as we move on from the JT Barrett era. Um, I really liked what I saw, and I agree. I don't think Rutgers is really that much better than Oregon State. So
2: give me Ohio State minus thirty five and a half. Yeah, Rutgers blows. Let's just call spade a spade. Chris Ash, whatever. They should actually go back to Nucci Morris or whatever that one fat guy was the coach for, like, three games. I think he, like, had one upset. I know up will know that one. Um, so I'll have to ask uh, our Browns pod expert, uh, Rue, later who that cat was. Um, but, yeah, I, this is Ohio State. And, Fergie, you're right, the back, the back four did not play particularly well, and then even including the kids that came in. I actually think that's a good sign for a cover this week uh, because they got some things to tighten up. They do not get – Rutgers does not get the 20. And Ohio State gets the sixty. So knowing that, seeing the line, hashtag math. I'm taking the
1: Buckeyes. Always love hashtag math. Um, I want to get cute Take take no. Rutgers I, I, I want to get cute in a bunch of games, but uh, there's two teams here that I'm not going to get in front of after week one. Um, I like to kind of zigzag week uh, week two, especially NFL. Do it a little bit in college too. I'm not getting in front of Ohio State. Rutgers blows. I'm going to take Ohio State as well. Yeah, that's getting in front of a speeding train. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit
0: bit surprised, though, because they they do have a, well, probably not an alum, but Ray Rice. uh, He stands for a lot of the things you stand for with Baylor, too.
2: That's true. Uh, Quite the Uh, conundrum.
1: Next Next game, Arizona, um, I believe, lost at home to BYU, 11-point favorites. They now travel to Houston. Houston are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Memphis, Matt, who do you like here?
3: Hey, it didn't take us long to get the old Kevin Sumlin back from oh, last year. Took I my mean, angle. I mean, Jesus Christ. But I will say this. Last week, uh, you know, they lost that game. For some reason, Khalil Tate threw 40, 34 times and rushed six. I think they changed that this week. We know Tate's pretty dangerous, especially when he does the read option. I think that's what you're going to get more of this week. So I'm going to take Zono, getting the four and a half. I don't know if they went out the game outright. There's a chance they can, obviously, at four and a half points. But um, I like them here to have a bounce back week.
1: Sean?
2: Yeah, I, uh, the sum thing, you, you took my ankles, angle there. So I, I don't have anything to add to that other than you stated it perfectly. Um, I just don't think they rebound this week. Uh, I like Houston in this spot. I know the line's moved a little bit, um, but – I, I just I come down to coaching with this, and Arizona just doesn't look remotely um, clued into what they're trying to accomplish. They got Tate throwing instead of running, and they might go the other way. But I like Ed Oliver, and 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 that front seven for Houston's actually got some some solid recruits there. So I'm gonna take the Cougars at home.
1: Memphis Matt literally took all my points. Uh, this line opened at six. I would take the six since it's at four and a half. I'm going to be on Arizona money line. I believe if they wouldn't have lost to BYU and screwed up the play calling, I think they'd be favored here. Um, it might be a pick em. So I'm going to be on Arizona money line. I think Khalil Tate runs crazy. Uh, this over, I believe, has gone from 66 to 72. Um, so expect a lot of points in this one as well. Ferky, who you like here?
0: I watched uh, someone's press conference after that game, and I – this is a no brainer. He, say, he says that they need to put it on the coaches, put the players in a better position to win. So, um, with the confidence I have in that, this is an easy Houston pick. And plus, I have Houston <laughs> was my they were my wins total team pick of the year. So, Kevin Sumlin ain't putting those players in position to do shit.
1: <laughs> Next game, Whiskey's at home. They're laying thirty-five to New Mexico. Sean. Uh,
2: so I think last week I, I liked um, who the hell did they play last week.
1: Uh, they Utah's played... Yeah, whatever. I uh, took the other team. Western, Western Kentucky. That's the what it is. Those yeah, the Hilltoppers.
2: I, hey, I rode them to a W to my 9-5 and five week, Nader, while you pulled up the rear as usual. Man, just cool. like in the back of parking lots. Um, I'm taking whiskey here. I think they ironed some things out. And Jonathan Taylor taken from Nader last week. I think he goes for two bills plus. And I think this has like 42-3 to three written all over. it. New Mexico blows...
1: As the president of the Wisconsin fan club, there ain't no way I'm not laying 35 here. I'm going to take Wisconsin. Farky?
0: Wisconsin all day. Farky's face. No way. Lobos suck.
3: Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Hey, a little flaming hot take for you guys. I know we love whiskey and the big uh, – giving up a lot of points all the time. But they've actually only won by 35 points or more three times since the beginning of 2016. That being said, though um, – New Mexico played Incarnate Word or Wood last week. I don't even know what side of the Mississippi River that is, let alone what state. And they gave up 566 yards of offense to those losers. This is a
2: blowout in Whiskey's favor.
1: I tried to look it up in time, but not did not I get it. I it. think it's uh,
2: Kentucky. I I don't. Who knows? Who cares? I mean, it, it. That place is a. Deal.
0: Who cares? Yeah.
1: That sounds about right. Uh next game. Very interesting one here. This line opened at three and a half. Um, Mississippi State is now laying eight and a half at Manhattan, playing Bill Snyder's old ass. Um,
3: Bring out the rascal.
1: <laughs> usually, I am all over K-State at home. This, though, is an 11 a.m. kickoff. I don't think they'll be liquored up as usual. Um, I just think Mississippi State is so much better. Um, I'd play this up to 10. You know, I would have loved to grab the three and a half, but... Um, that was a better line opener. That literally went from three and a half to seven in about two minutes. So, uh, line was way off there. I'll still lay the eight and a half. I'm going to take a uh, Mississippi state. Farkey.
0: Yeah, this is, this is my favorite game of the week. I love Mississippi state in this game. It, Bill Snyder. He's, he's, I don't even know if he's coaching this team. I think he just makes comments after the game related to it. 13 penalties. And anyone that still refers to the game as the ball game, never had 13 penalties in a ball game. I'm, that tells you how old Bill Snyder is. That it, Those coaching tactics aren't working. He needs to go out to pasture.
2: You want him murdered? Okay.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what. Every time I think of Bill Snyder and that rascal, I think of just uh, Marshawn Lynch stealing, beating his ass and stealing it from him, driving it all over the field. He did not beat his ass. No, I, I I just imagine that in his head. Can you imagine him stabbing Bill Snyder, taking his rascal and taking it for a ride around the stadium? That's what I get Why in my head. Why
2: he would stab him? <laughs>
3: okay.
0: that, that, that would be you in the ring with Tyson. That's what that would be like. It would be one shot done. You would be folded, laying out cold. Like a and lawn Bill chair. Snider, but I would, would love would be to watch dead.
2: Nader get folded by Mike Tyson. Nothing would make my life.
0: <laughs> oh, man,
3: that's cool. Um, oh Look, Kansas State had four turnovers last week against an FCS opponent. They're crap. Give me Michigan or Mississippi State.
2: I think of Bill Snyder, and honestly, all I think about is this dude just crapped his pants on the sideline. He's just in this diaper all game long and just pooping his pants because Ugh. he can't control his back. God, I bet
3: he's got horrible
2: hemorrhoids. Oh. oh, I mean, has to be wretched, no doubt. Um, I'm going Mississippi State here. Uh, Moorhead's a guy that I like a lot. Um, the, the coach for Mississippi State, I, I, I actually think he's part of the reason and talking with some of the Penn State folks at the game on Saturday that they're co- so concerned about their offenses. He was vital to some of the things that they were able to kind of do to, to put points on the board. So, um, yeah, all that said, I I, I like uh, Mississippi State here. Let's go on the road.
1: Next game uh... – This line makes no sense to me, actually. Um, OU pounded Lane Kiffin. uh, Props to Sean Z. He said Cincinnati was a live dog at UCLA. They won straight up. Um, Line started at 25. It's now at 30 and a half. UCLA is at OU. Farkey. So
0: I had uh, Florida Atlantic last week, and I was pretty vocal about my thoughts on their offense's ability to keep up with Oklahoma and, and this and that and Lane Kiffin and all that stupid shit. Uh, That game got out of control real quick, and I will not be on the losing end of another game like that because I was also on UCLA last week. So uh, a pretty simple equation for me this week. Oklahoma big.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm right there with Farkey on that one. I was on UCLA last week, and I'm not going to fall into this trap either. What's amazing to me is UCLA actually got worse when Spate went out with an injury. I mean, that is really bad. And I don't know if he's going to play this week. I don't give a
0: shit. Oklahoma big. He's not as bad as you think. Ugh. Yeah. It,
2: Chip doesn't have his quarterback. That's the number one problem. That roster's a disaster. Jim Mora Jr. left a steaming pile of feces in uh, it, it, at UCLA when he headed out the door Um unceremoniously as as usual i implored you guys not to take them last week i said since he was the live dog i was right yet again this is just this is like taking this is what did you say last week show with oklahoma they can name it guess what they can name it again this week oklahoma
1: and yeah i'm in the same boat um i was with you on cincinnati i'm so down on ucla this year i think i talked reggie and did the season win uh under there which i think is a lock um I am not betting this game, just because one team looks so bad and one team looks so good. Uh, but they're just like Ohio State. I'm not getting in front of this trend. Uh, let's make it a consensus. I'll take OU as well. Next game, one of the better games of the weekend. Hopefully, uh, Georgia ten point favorites at South South Carolina. Um, South Point Casino out in uh, Vegas. They set game of the year lines and they put them out way before the year. This line was 14. It's now 10. South Carolina's playing a lot more up-tempo. I expect a lot of points here. Uh, Georgia is minus 10 at South Carolina. Memphis, Matt, who do you like here?
3: I'm going to go with South Carolina. Look, South Carolina lost 28-14 last year at Georgia with a really good Georgia team. I think South Carolina's greatly improved. This is one of Farkey's, Farkey's, um, over, uh overachievers for the year. And also, look, they've got Rico in the backfield. And you know, Mick didn't play here to uh, come here to play games. This is no picnic. Rico's not here for a picnic. He's here to win games. Give me South Carolina.
2: I mean, you're just not going to get Crocodile Dundee take, two takes anywhere. Nope. Just at some run in the mill pod. Like you got to come to the elite to get the cream of the crop of what was probably what 1994, 1993 yep. type film. Yeah. I mean, what a banner year for movies. Shawshank, Forrest Gump. Uh, there was probably something else important. Pulp Fiction, I think, was then. And then and crop it out Dundee, Dundee, Dundee too. too. So just brilliance um, on film and just you know a brilliant call there. Um, I'm, I'm going South Carolina as well. I'll say this. If Georgia wins this game by more than 10, that is an impressive-ass win. The one thing that, that is shocking, and we'll have to tweet it out under the, uh, the pod handle, is I saw a picture of Georgia's left side of their line one guy's like 6'6 and he looks like latimer from the program and another dude i think is like 6'7 360 and he looks like miles garrett only like a little bigger and obviously heavier so i don't know what the hell they're feeding them boys obviously they're paying them under the table with the recruiting class that, that kirby just put together um or at least throwing some money to the side but uh yeah, this will be incredibly impressive if they can go into to South Carolina, Columbia, and, and pull out you know, a W and cover. So I, I don't think they do. I do think they win, but I'll take the Gamecocks uh, and the points.
1: Uh, between 10 and 14, I don't think I'm going to play this game. If it was under 10, I might lean Georgia. If it was 14 and a half, I'd play South Carolina. I think I already alluded to it. Uh, South Carolina's up-tempo. I think Georgia's still going to be able to score. I'm going to be on the over in this game. Uh, For the sake of the pod, with the line of 10, I'm still going to take Georgia. I don't love it. Uh, Farkey?
0: Memphis Matt hit with it. I need to put my money where my mouth is and back up my pick. So I am taking South Carolina here. I told you they were the dark horse in the SEC, and I am going to take them personally as a money line. Um, I'm going to take them to win the game. I said keep an eye on that. Watch out for that. Uh, they got the best offensive player on the field, Debo Samuel. They'll play him out of the slot. Uh, Also going to predict him coming out of the backfield for a long, deep wheel route touchdown.
2: Wow, he's calling the plays now, too. Debo.
0: I love Debo. This is his coming out party.
2: This Dundee.
0: Heard here.
1: (laughs) Next game here, uh, Notre Dame still at home after an impressive win against Michigan. Uh, line open thirty six and a half. It's down to thirty five. Ball State comes to town uh, minus thirty five. Who you like here, Sean?
2: So the me. Th- this is just a strictly a points play. I I think Notre Dame gets you know into the high thirties, maybe into forty. But I think Ball State can put enough points up to, to cover. I think it's too many points. The one takeaway that I'll have, and obviously you know, I still like the Michigan over bet. Like it a lot. Um, I think both those teams are really good. I think they're in the the, the kind of the the cluster of maybe eight teams that, well, Michigan not so much because they're scheduled, but Notre Dame can certainly compete for a national title, but they're probably actually more in that tier behind these, like, top five, and which is still impressive nonetheless. The one thing with that game is there's a lot of l- luck involved. Now, Notre Dame's offensive line manhandled Michigan at points, and their defensive line and front seven was fantastic. So take nothing away from Notre Dame, but they did have – four drives that went 75 96 75 41 there are others minus 4 28 3 0 3 13 8 that's so there you see there that there's there's some kind of you know big wins big losses on drives michigan actually had 80 31 but then also 47 48 and 52 those last three didn't get any points neither team could run the ball defensively both held 4.4 for for Michigan average yards per play. Notre Dame's 4.47. So really overall, pretty evenly matched. uh, But Notre Dame threw it up. kid made a great play. Take nothing away from them. That's a huge win. I don't think it's the panic button with Michigan just yet. uh, But obviously they got to go win some of these big games coming up. But that said, this game, I like Ball State. Too many points.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I, I think Shea Patterson first game uh, didn't look great. Uh, he looks a lot better in the run than in the pocket, which might scare me for Michigan because I don't think they're really going to roll him out and you know get real creative with him. Um, I'm with you, Sean. I, I'm just going to expect a little bit of a Notre Dame letdown here. I do want to note that Notre Dame uh, their future odds increased the most of any other team. They went to 20 and one, which I considered taking. I just. I don't see any hedging opportunities that much, um, you know, if, if Bama, Clemson, and everyone we expect to make it make it. So, um, a lot of teams I'm down on that's still on their schedule: UCLA, USC, Virginia Tech. It's it's not your typical unbelievable Notre Dame schedule. So, that might be something to look out here in the future. Uh, I'm going to expect a little bit of a letdown here. Maybe second stringers get in here a lot. I'm going to take Ball State in the points as well, Farky.
0: Yeah, I do like that point, show that, that the second stringers get in there and maybe that, that this game doesn't get away like it should up to those points. But I'm, I'm just going to play the flip angle here. I'm, I'm going to go against the letdown. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame off to another attractive start like they were last year. Uh, David Letterman ain't walking through them doors, Sean. I know you're a big David Letterman ball state guy.
2: Jason Whitlock, um, that fat
0: ass. J- Jason Whitlock. Uh, not too many points for me here. I When a team dominates both Sides of the
1: line like Notre Dame did last week. Um, it, it just, it, I'm going to take the cover here. Give me the 30. Yeah, 35. I don't, I don't hate that, Yeah, They host Fandy and they're at Wake 4, so it's not a brutal look-at spot either. Memphis, Matt, who you like here? Yeah,
3: a lot of things have been said on this game. Um, so for me, it's just a total point grab. I'm going to grab Ball State and hope uh, Notre Dame has a little bit of a letdown this week. And hopefully Ball State can keep it relatively close for the 35 to be good.
1: Colorado at Nebraska. Nebraska's laying five and a half here. Uh, this will be Scott Frost's um, first game because uh, their game got canceled against Akron, and Akron did not have a hotel uh, nearby that they could get to. Nebraska tried to uh, get them in like three, four different hotels, and they just declined. Uh, they might play later on in the season if uh, either team can become bowl eligible with the game, uh, mainly Nebraska, I guess. Um, I think Colorado looked very impressive against Colorado State. Nebraska – Probably wish they got the game against Akron under their belt. I don't love this game because I hate going against a crazy crowd uh, with Scott Frost's first game there. Uh, I'm gonna take the five and a half. I'm gonna take the Buffaloes. Ferkey?
0: Uh give me Scott Frost, give me Nebraska. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take, go back to better players, better talent, better coach, cover.
3: Memphis a Matt? Yeah, she'll kind of hit on it. Uh, Colorado looked really good. I know it's Colorado State last week, but. Uh, starting quarterback only threw three incompletions. Um, I told the pod listeners last week I loved Akron. Um, hopefully everybody was going to be on that. The game was played because that was a lock. Um, so I just you know I'm I'm still the jury's out until I see Nebraska play. I, they were just so bad last year. I like Frost, but you know really what? How much have they improved? I think Colorado is a pretty decent team. So I'll take Colorado. Um, getting the five and a half.
2: Yeah, I know McCarthy was on the hot seat. I'd my pick is simply because Nebraska hasn't played, and Colorado has. Um, it, it seems a little odd or what I just I think that makes a huge factor, game one to game two. Um, and th- that's my whole rationale there. I, I like the the buffaloes to go in there and at least cover.
1: Next game, um, very good one from last year. I believe Iowa won forty four, forty one in overtime last year. Um, Iowa State the Cyclones traveled to Iowa. I was laying three and a half, Farky. Who you like here?
0: You know, corn casserole's taken a lot of heat on this pod here over the course of the last year, year and a half. And you know, something that that we lose sight of is the Pilgrims survived because of corn. So keep that in mind. Their ability to grow corn allowed us to survive the first winters. Um, I think that's a big deal in this game. It's it's a lot of pride. They're playing at home. Early rivalry game. Uh, I I don't love this line with it being over three. I think three is probably right where it needs to be. But uh, for the simple fact that I, I just can't continue to hate on corn the way you guys have, knowing what it's done to sustain life in our country. So give me Iowa. <laughs> and
2: You're it's fed a T for the same state. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> the, the battle of corn. <laughs> and the and the other thing is, I mean, you could add at this in. It's fed to animals that then we slaughter and eat. So. It's just, you know, helping fatten them up, too, on top of it. Well,
3: I mean, you can, Memphis, you Matt,
1: any game takes, or are you just going to talk about corn? No,
3: I just cannot believe he went with pilgrims on this pod. I mean, the pilgrims, I mean, aside from, you know, basically bringing people over to this country, they're a bunch of losers. All they did was read the Bible nine nine hours a day. Those guys sucked. I'm going, I'll am get to the
0: Bible later.
3: I'm going with Iowa State. Um Matt Campbell's a better coach than Kirk Ferentz. I think Iowa State's going to have a pretty decent season. I hate corn. Give me Iowa
2: State. Uh, I went strictly with, with Matt Campbell here, too. Um, that That's the only rationale. I, I can't really name any players on Iowa State. I won't watch this game. I have a life. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: Uh I'm literally, yeah, I'm not betting this game either. I'm just going to take the hook there with three and a half, Uh, like Fergie said. um, Line should be three. I'll take the three and a half.
0: But do you like corn?
1: I love corn. He loves
0: corn. Okay,
1: Dude, corn casserole, uh, corn on the cob on the grill, I dominate that. I'm the best.
2: Yeah, real hard. You take it, you put it on the grill. Nice domination. Uh (laughs) Man, that's
3: cool. And also, I'd just like to let the listeners know that corn provides zero
2: nutritional value. Zero. Zero. Hold
3: on, let
0: me look that up. I'll get back to you on
2: that. (laughs) Wonderful. Ribbing.
0: And I don't know that
2: that's entirely true, Nader. It it, it obviously provides some level of nourishment.
3: Well, have you ever seen it in the toilet the next day? That's because you can't digest it. It's crap.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, I don't look at my own feces like you do.
0: Myth. Corn isn't a good source of any nutrients. Truth. Corn contains certain B vitamins, vitamin C, as well as magnesium and potassium. Oh, and it's ever a heard good of magnesium before, Nader?
3: Oh, cool. And vitamin C, what are you afraid of, scurvy? Are you a pirate?
0: Go <laughs> eat an orange. Two, two <laughs> antioxidants, which are good for eyes health. So you can see because of corn. You're welcome.
2: Or a carrot. Hey, if I had to look at the, in the mirror and I was Nader, I, would, I wouldn't eat corn either. I'd rather be
0: blind. Yeah, if you remember last year, I said you can. I can make these picks blind. Yeah,
2: how would that work out.
1: <laughs> Memphis, Matt, Clemson, eleven half point favorites at Texas A and M. Who do you like here? Is Clemson? Clemson's
2: defensive line any good? Clemson.
1: Uh, kind of. Yeah.
2: Clemson all day. Who the hell did I pick here? I forget. Oh, oh I picked Clemson. Yeah. Jimbo's going to have everything kind of geared up and ready. He's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his ass for this one. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Trevor Lawrence, actually, to kind of come in when Bryant pisses down his leg. And uh, when he does, he's not giving it back. Watch out for that. If Bryant plays well, then he just delays the inevitable for a few more weeks. But uh, I like Clemson here. I think third quarter comes, and they just start to extend it, and they they pull away. I like uh, them 14-plus.
1: I agree with that. I was looking at a couple of mock drafts. I looked at three. All of them had either five or six Clemson defenders in the first yeah, round. Yeah, here's so. the problem with
2: that. That's not going to happen. The, 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 this top ten stuff with Clemson, three guys in the top ten, is just factually inaccurate. First of all, the only one that's a top five pick is Dexter Lawrence. The only one. Because Nick Boats is the best defensive line. Gary's in there. Ed Oliver's in there. Like, they do overhype the narrative a little bit. Like Cleveland Farrell's Fer- a decent enough player, but he's got some gaps himself. Like he wasn't a for first- sure first round pick this past year. Everybody makes it out to be. Like he came back because he got a grade that wasn't to his liking.
1: Whatever. I'm laying the okay. eleven and half. T- taking Clemson. Farky.
0: <laughs> Jimbo's getting his shit pushed in. I'm with Sean. This this is blowout. No. This is my second it's favorite like game of the shower. week. Clemson, move on.
1: Next game, Sean, you were at Happy Valley there to watch Penn State squeak out a win against App State. They are now laying eight and a half at Pitt.
2: Yeah, I I mean, you want to talk about a team that did not look remotely physical on either front, and part of it is indicative of the offense that they run. They run this goofy, gimmicky stuff, and against a team like Appalachian State, they should have, A, out-recruited the hell out of these kids and been able to move them at will. They couldn't do that, and really needed a drive in the fourth quarter to get the damn thing tied. Franklin got outcoached. They probably could have lost if uh, the the 25 that looked like LaShawn McCoy uh, for App State had just went down at the two-yard line before running in with about 90 seconds to go. He goes down there. Penn State burns two timeouts. They run the clock down inside 40 seconds, kick a field goal, and I don't think Penn State can get it done then under those circumstances. Um, You know, they were fortunate to get the overtime. They got the overtime, made a couple big plays, and then obviously got the interception on a, you know, a go for broke. I think they were going to end up going for two as well. But I was very unimpressed with Penn State. You contrast that versus a win there versus what Michigan had and what they came kind of back into in the second half of that game. And I don't know how you can't look at that and say, yeah, Michigan's better than Penn State, at least just the eye test. And that's what it – That's at least where we are right now. They'll get a chance to strap it up and play. But um, I'd be very concerned if I was with Penn State. They just lacked any physicality. That said, I'm going with Penn State this week because I love the bounce back. I don't like Pitt's roster in comparison, and this is a game they can get geared up for. I like that they're going actually on the road. They can kind of band together a little bit. This is a really good spot for them to kind of bounce back with the cover but I'd be very concerned as they head into the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, I agree with every everything you just said. I, I believe it's a bounce back. Let's say they would have rolled uh, App State by 35. I could easily see myself taking Pitt here at home, even though their home field blows. Well, the number would have been 11.5 uh,
0: or something. You correct,
1: know. correct, yeah. Penn State gets right. Uh, I'll lay the 8.5. Farkey?
0: Yeah, I'll do the same. I'm, I'm going to say that Pitt's going to be, you know, <sighs> I don't know if they're going to be able to hang around long enough to where they're going to be able to play within this line. I think it's going to end up more like thirteen. Um, yeah, give me Penn State. I know riveting take, but I just I, I don't think that it's going to be anything that's going to be another letdown week for Penn State. They're not they're not at the top of the class of the Big Ten by any means and been a little bit overhyped. But I, I just don't think that Pitt's going to be able to score on them. Stay within this line.
1: Memphis Matt.
3: Yeah, everything's already been said about this game. I love the bounce back, and also Shil pointed out, I mean, easily a top five shittiest home atmospheres for Pitt. Um, it, it means nothing. Uh, give me Penn State.
1: One of the better games of the weekend, hopefully. Uh, USC is at Stanford. Uh, Stanford's five and a half point favorites. Uh, these are two teams I look at a fade this year. Unfortunately, they play each other. Um God. I would typically be all over USC here. I looked at their game versus UNLV. They gave up 7.2 yards a carry to UNLV. Uh, Bryce Love did not look good. Um, I, I, I think they get him going. Uh, this is JT Daniels' first road start, so I'm going to factor that in as well. And as much as we hate on Jav- uh, David Shaw, I know he, st- or he might stink. I know Clay Helton stinks. I'm going to lay the three, uh, five and a half here. This will definitely be a play for me. On- play for me i'm taking stanford Parky
0: yeah i'm with you there Show. strictly because I, I do not see bryce love having having two subpar games back-to-back start this season i think he runs wild more on a john taylor level like he did last week which we were i was expecting uh so at only what is it here is that five and a half yeah at only yeah. five and a half I'll, I'll take stanford give me give me the cardinals
1: Yeah,
3: USC gave up 310 yards last week to uh, UNLV. They were actually in a dogfight for a little while. You're starting a freshman quarterback on the road at Stanford. Um, You know, I always talk about the David Shaw blowup. We all know it's coming. But um, I just don't know how you can go anywhere else um, in this game other than Stanford. Um, So give me that minus the five and a half.
2: Sean Sean with the flip-flop. I genuinely hate having to take Stanford here. Uh, the the JT Daniels I, the, actually the thing that got me was the Clay Helton thing like Clay Helton blows um, uh, he's a dumpster fire he's a dump truck he's garbage um, I'm, I'm taking Stanford about as reluctantly as one could possibly take him
1: two games left um, another interesting line here it opened at four it has now moved to six Michigan State that did not look impressive. They are laying six. They're traveling to our buddy Herm Edwards there at Arizona State. Farkey? There won't
0: be, there won't be a lot of substance behind my Arizona State games this year uh, other than I will not pick them in a game this season because <laughs> of their coach Herm Edwards. So blindly, I could have picked this game because it wouldn't have mattered who they're playing. Uh, the, the one thing that does concern me is Michigan State's defensive line uh, in, in this particular game against this shitstorm. I don't really think it's going to matter. Uh, so give me Michigan State here.
3: Memphis Matt. Hey, I'll tell you what. Herm had those helmets looking fresh, though, last week with that powder-coated paint job on them. But I think this is a little bit of overreaction. We saw People saw Michigan State look poorly last week uh, against a team that they – they probably should have pounded on. I, you know, I actually think the number should be a little bit higher even than this. So, give me Michigan State on the road.
2: Yeah, so, I'm, I'm with Nader on this. Um, I wanted to try and talk myself into Arizona State because I like their quarterback, uh, or at least, you know, for a game like this. But I, I just – Herm's going to get the pants, and I think it happens week two. Uh, we, we said it's going to happen a lot this year. I think it starts – This coming week And I can't wait for the camera shots Where he's kind of looking around or staring Or he's going to like talk tough Or fake cut somebody But uh, yeah I'm particularly looking forward to it Because I I think he pisses down his leg in this one
1: Alright I said I wasn't getting in front of the Ohio State Train or the OU train This line does not make any sense to me I'm going to do this because of One tweet I read this weekend one person was at the game and he said, it doesn't look like Herm Edwards is coaching at all. He just let his coordinators do everything <laughs> and he's just standing there. Because of that, if he's not going to coach all year, I don't know who the coordinators are. Give me Arizona State.
2: Well, welcome to uh, the Herm Edwards era. That's fantastic though. No, I, I actually can't hate on that. If that actually, I hadn't seen that tweet. If that's the case, then kudos to that individual for, for getting that little uh, catch there.
1: Yeah, he tweeted, ah, it just looks like Arizona State's coordinators are just doing whatever they want. I'm like, huh? Eh, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Last game, your Memphis Mac game of the week. Uh, Memphis is traveling to Navy, uh, who just played in Hawaii. Line open at three and a half has shot up to six and a half. Memphis is favored. Sean. I, I
0: don't uh, know. Just do it. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. Just,
2: you give just give me the Just give me the Tiger Tigers. Dome. I don't have any angle. I'll leave it for. Uh, those two to fight over America.
1: First of all, they're not playing the Tigers That's game. correct. Um, no, no. I really... I think Memphis is still going to be explosive. I'm actually looking at the over here. Um, I think it's a bad travel spot for Navy. I'll let you guys duke it out. I'm going to lay the 6.5. and am taking Memphis. Barkey? Uh,
0: Really? I mean... Never, ever, ever Memphis. <laughs> They're, they're players. They're so-called elite players that Memphis Matt talks about every year. Uh, Paxton Lynch, which he probably isn't aware of, is, is literally the running joke of the NFL right now. I mean, he, he is the joke of the NFL. Um, Anthony Miller, no one cares about. These are, these are the types of names you hear yeah, yeah, I like over the, the course Avery of the kid. last few I years. I like the Avery uh, Whatever. They <laughs> suck. It's not even a touchdown, and that's because they're playing the midshipmen of Navy. And they just came back from Hawaii, which is where we have a huge fleet of our midshipmen over there. Um, if you don't remember, we defended our country because of what happened in Hawaii. Those guys got to go over there, see the Arizona, kind of kind of re-energize their souls, give me the triple option flex bone against these fucking losers from Memphis. Oh, Jesus.
3: I mean, that is fire. Hard I'll, I'll tell you what. Um... Memphis just turns out college quarterback talent, and I—I'll tell you one thing, Jay. I've got one thing for you that you can't disagree with. Their quarterback Brady White transferred from Arizona State because he saw Herm Edwards get hired, and he said ABC. I'm—I'm I'm getting the fuck out of
2: here. What a conundrum.
3: So I mean, he was uh. like, you know what? I'm not playing for this loser. So he went on over and said, I'll take my talents to the Tiger Dome, Memphis all day. Memphis is gonna—I mean—score it will. Give me Memphis.
0: Actually, I take it back. This is my favorite game of the week. (laughs) Glory, God, country.
1: All right, guys. Pod bets. Uh, We have a decent amount of consensus here. A couple of them are kind of scary um, just because teams look so good and we're looking at the zigzag there. Um uh, Sean I'll have you start off Obviously I said I like Penn State Or sorry uh, Stanford a lot this week Penn State we expect to bounce back I think both those are on there um, I think we're pretty strong on Mississippi State Even though that line movement hurts us a little bit um, Those are three I'm seeing for sure uh, wh- Where you at Sean?
2: I, I, I mean at this point I w- I'd gamble on whether the sun came up I say we run them all and see what happens I'm not a big fan of the, the Stanford Because I just don't trust them But I'll ride with you guys
1: Sparky,
0: I'm good you with like all, all those. I like them all. I, I, I wish we could flip maybe one or two as well. that our consensus, but I'll, I'll ride all these for sure.
1: Which one is that? You guys, you guys like South Carolina? I mean, I'm I'm playing the over, so I'm not I'm not in love with Georgia minus ten.
0: I mean, I love South Carolina.
2: I don't love them, but I do. I mean, obviously, I pick South Carolina. It would be super impressive to me if Georgia won, and I, I think it's too early in the year for them to be. Super impressive, just yet. That's my take.
1: farky is there another uh, one that was almost consensus that you're looking at?
0: I mean, I I would stick Northwestern in there too, but I, it's that I like South Carolina better in that game. I don't know enough about about Duke or Northwestern to be honest with you.
1: Memphis, Matt, any input? No, I like them
3: all. Ed? I, I kind I really like that South Carolina t- uh, game too. So I'm kind of with
1: those two other guys. I mean, you're the, you're the sole loser in this decision. Um, you want to see where the line goes? You want to see if we get ten and a half? Heck, uh, Georgia Georgia is so public. I mean, you might see a thirteen get hung. You guys yeah, want to play on Georgia South Carolina by getting,
2: They could start getting banged on that. No question.
0: Listen, there, there's a risk here if, if if we fall into another uh, Tennessee Miami week. It, it, it's it's going to be on, your blood's on your hands
1: there, show. Hey, I screwed that up, but if I want to take Notre Dame, Michigan would have been a play, too. So, you're welcome. I saved us some juice.
3: True. Clever.
1: Alright, so right now, uh, looking like we're going to, uh, we'll tweet them out. Make sure to follow us at N-E-G-Pod CFB. Uh, looks like we'll be on Stanford, Penn State, OU, Mississippi State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Chalk, 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 chalk. Um, and we'll We'll monitor South Carolina because I can only see that line going up with Georgia being such a public, uh, public one. So, guys, anything else to close the pot out?
0: No, that's Memphis that's sucks. All. Team's that's terrible. It. Losers.
1: Who who are you bitching right.
0: about? Memphis again? Memphis. Hey, I'm gonna go there
2: and eat some barbecue or something, man.
3: I'll tell you what I looked I it up. I looked it up today. Riley Ferguson, who obviously he got signed as a draft free agent by Tampa Bay and then got cut. I was reading about him today. He, he decided to retire and went into banking. He's probably hey, gonna uh, go work at Bank of America. Bank of America, if he's smart. If they're lucky. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. I mean, you know what? That'll. I'm surprised their stock price didn't go through the ceiling when they saw Riley Ferguson was working there.
1: He's not working there yet. I mean. That's one of our big followers there. And I I believe at bankers love snaps.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: I'm I think I'm a dollar bank guy because I think they can shop the market. I think Bank of you America. Would you, of you would be a dollar bank. You would be a dollar bank guy if you got a dollar general
3: for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have I, I
2: Winston's.
0: I, I did think of a pod, pod bet loser um, scenario that we should consider, and that is that the loser has to wear Uh, You can't do it to work because it can't can't affect jobs. But somewhere in significance, the loser has to wear a T-shirt with the picture of Suarez Navarro on it. Out to dinner to like a steakhouse or something like that? No, I don't go to
2: steakhouses wearing a T-shirt. Man, she's (laughs) rough.
0: That's Reggie's girl.
3: Reggie. She got beat down tonight too.
0: Oh man, is she good looking.
1: All right. Um, I'll tweet out some op- options on our handle there. Um, I think that'll do it for us. How about this? I finished a,
2: yeah. a fantasy draft during this. Ended up Christian McCaffrey, uh, Mike, uh, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, Kerryon Johnson, Jordan Reed, Phillip Rivers, Kenny Stills, L.A. Rams defense, and actually we're in the 11th round, so I'm not done yet. Yeah.
1: Eight-teamer.
2: Twelve. And
1: you got an NFL pod after this,
2: huh? NFL. This is a little Wednesday. Yeah, we got an NFL little state of the Browns heading into the season, and then uh, cleaning up a a fantasy pod with um, Mr. One Luke Grilly here uh, as well. So it's a busy evening. I'll probably have divorce papers by eleven
1: p.m. Should have had them six months ago. But anyways, if you're lucky. All right, guys, good luck on your week two plays. Uh, this is Nick Shill, joined with uh, Sean Z, Farkey, and Memphis Matt. We'll see you next week. Later.